It's another one. Yes, it is indeed another one, another one, another one, and we back again. Back again. Yeah, blow. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Doing a real classic. I don't even know why I do all this extra dancing because the YouTube folks don't even see this until after the music is passed for copyright purposes. Lord. So I'll be doing all this dancing for nothing. You tell me, did YouTube take it off? I take it off because I don't feel like when it comes to music, I don't even want to deal with them on the music. And movies, they, they seem a little light with music. Music they do not play with. I'm cool on it. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm cool on it. Didn't know. Hey. Yeah. Mm, mm. I love this movie so much. Oh my god. I, 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 yeah. I love, yeah. Mm. Every now and then you get movies that just make you feel so just good on the inside. Yeah, and it's not one where you're sad. It's just you, you know just what I'm watch it. Just yeah. It's good. Just good black entertainment right 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 i'm gonna go ahead and intro this welcome welcome what's going on y'all this is the next installment of blasted we are coming back pun your head tops with another episode it is me your host lewis b and your boy k-rob what's up fellas how you doing ladies we are back to give you another episode i am glad to be here this week's movie a classic like none other. <sighs> Brown sugar. Oh my God. Yes. This is. Ah, ah. Sugar. There's just certain movies out here that you can't wait to get to. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely one of the ones that I could not wait to get to. <sighs> ah, I love this movie so much, Kevin. Yeah, me too, man. I know you. I can see. I can see. Oh my God. So, yes. Brown Sugar, 2003. I, I just want to say this is one of the movies that I think I love it so much because... Have you been to New York? Nah, no, I haven't been to New York. I think it... And, and just from my short time there and just being put into the culture just a little, just a, you know, mm -hmm. just a smidge. And I really wasn't even in it like that because it was like a COVID, you know what I'm saying? So just looking at that movie man it, it just brings back that that feeling of new york like i i don't want to live there but to visit there and just be engulfed in that culture is one of them things that I, I promise you like he captured it really good in that movie man brown sugar it just feels so new york it just feels new york effortlessly new york Okay, okay. Well, that's dope. That's I've ne I haven't been to New York just yet, but that is a place that I'm going. Got plan on going. I got to make my rounds too. But yeah, um, man, definitely, definitely. I love this movie too. Uh, great movie, man. We, you know, uh, great cast, great director. Which I'm gonna get into the black facts in a minute. Um, dope, man. The cast. We got Tay Diggs. We got Sanaa Lathan. We got Most Def. We got mm -hmm. Nicole Irie Parker. We got Boris Kojo. I thought that was cool that they did that. We got uh, Queen Latifah <laughs> in a little small little role here. We got mm -hmm. Wendell Pierce. Um, and that's that's pretty big, man. That's pretty big right there. That's the main I like cast. the cast, man. It's a really good cast. I think I, it was funny. I was watching it last night and my mom, she saw uh, Tay Diggs and she was like, I felt like he was somebody that didn't that that's underrated. I said, Ma, he's on like a very hot TV show right now and he he hasn't fallen off really. But I think that there was a period and maybe you have some insight to it. Like I feel like there was a period where you had all of those prominent uh late 90s 
actors and actresses like the Tay Diggs, the Morris Chestnuts, the Sanaa Lathans, the Omar Epses. And I would say, you know, they were dominant through like late 90s, early 2000s, and maybe like around the mid-2000s, there was kind of like a break. Because I thought about it, I told her, I said, you know what? They don't give Think Like a Man enough credit. And this is off on a tangent. It's another classic we'll get to. Now, I think Think Like a Man was a movie that brought the ensemble back of black cast. And then it kind of, that too. And then it just highlighted the fact that, hey, these people are still... They, they can still act. Like, Morris Chestnut can still act. Taraji, all these folks can still act. Let's get Sanaa in some movies. Let's get Omar back out here. Let's get Tay Diggs in All-American. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I do feel like there was a, a period of drop-off for them. But all of these 90s actors and actresses have had, like, a crazy resurgence. I'll say this. Tay Diggs, to me, is more of a character actor. And he does something different. I think he transcends just like black culture. Mm-hmm. So he does like Broadway, he does different shows mm-hmm. that you might not, you know, he might do something, you know, he might wear like, he does drag and stuff like that. That's not. It's not a blessing, but Mal- no. Malibu's most wanted. I will dust That's your ass. Yes, yeah, he does. I, I, I think he transcend, transcends. Um, and I'm not, I don't watch All American, but that's a hit right now. Yeah. But that's still not even, that's not even considered like, a quote-unquote black show. It's just right. Any, so I think he's. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's more trans. He transcends the race. Mm. So certain individuals where it's like, oh, he's not black, but he is. But he's just you know how we are as people. Yeah. But I think he's. He probably works more than everybody else in this movie, or that around his generation mm. of actors. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. You got any more black facts for me? Uh, to be honest, a hundred percent no. I don't have too many, but I would like to go through some of the cameo appearances that we had. Go for it as fast as we can. We got Big Daddy Kane. We got Cool G Rap, Pete mm. Rock, De La Soul in here. We got um, we got Jermaine Dupri. We got Talib Kweli. We got Common Method Man shows up. Slick Rick. We got Dana Dane, Dougie Fresh. We got Russell Simmons, Fabulous Beanie Siegel, Angie Martinez. We got Kamora Lee. We got a whole bunch of people that shows up in the beginning. And I think that kind of pretty much the real pioneers up. of hip hop, so right. to speak. You know what I'm saying? Huge real, people. real. Not only shit, hip hop legends. They went and, and got the New York legends for the right. most part. They went and sprinkled around like your JDs and shit like that. But they went and pulled from the heavy hitters, the ones that mm. was really out there. Uh, we'll definitely get into into more of that in the scene by scene breakdown. Oh. But um, I'm I thinking got, about I it too. Got some more shit. So my I do director, more, one of yeah. my favorite guys. Right, yeah. Shit, my, my dude Rick. What is his last name? Because I'm going to fuck it up. I pronounce it Rick Famuyui. Famuyui. I think I'm pronouncing it right. You know, he's a director of uh, Dope, mm-hmm. um, The Wood. Another just, just classic, classic I can't wait Classic to movies. It's also produced by Magic Johnson. Oh, shit. I did see his name pop yeah. up at the very end of them credits. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. He was in the movie, too, I think, for a very, like, a, I think, nah, I'm thinking about Russell Simmons. Mm-hmm. Can't talk about him right now. All right, so. Lord, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say, is, I would also say that the movie was made on an $8 million budget. It looks like the movie made $28 million. A Which is blasting. I don't even have to ask about the figures right there. Yeah, I think a it made twenty million dollar profit. 
but which is good but then also the budget it being eight million bothers me because it's like for all of that talent i'm thinking about right 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 it's like you only spent eight and you probably spent more just being in that city but at the same time how much of that do you do you attribute to uh something that goes unsaid now probably in the industry people that just really see like a good movie and say you know what fuck what I could get paid from this. I see the impact that could come from this, and fine, the back end that go, that that's gonna come from a movie that we that we I, really know is gonna bust. I and I, I hate to say I doubt they was thinking back <laughs> in, or they got back in, and that's fine. I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but at this point, they better be. They not this looking HBO Max money. Goddamn! By it. this point, they not looking for exposure. They already had the best man. They had all this shit in front okay. of that. Come on, give these people their money at this point. Yeah, eight million. But Sanaa, Tay Diggs, Morris Kojo, Nicole, Queen Latifah, who's an artist, most right. eight million. That's y'all niggas is getting twenty thousand. These people piece. are these people are least worth low end. I'm not even sure scale. At least four at million least, a piece. At least three, four a piece to, right. to pull up on set. Right at this point, that they're not getting that. that I'm pretty sure they all getting that now, but yeah. When did you fall in love with hip hop? I think that is the biggest question of the entire movie. It is. I think it's interesting how they. It's interesting how the how the movie is structured. It's structured kind of like she's telling a story. Who is she? She is Sid. Sid is played by Sanaa Lathan. She is an author. Um, she is also an editor over at double xl magazine and i think it is so cool like she just opens the movie just asking when did you fall in love with hip-hop and hip-hop being a metaphor for dre who is played by tay diggs Mm -hmm. it's so interesting to just see how like i love movies that do like parallels one of the reasons why I love Loving Basketball, say what y'all want about it, is one of the reasons why I love it's another movie by the same director called Beyond the Lights that she recently that. put out not too not too long ago. That parallel music and love. Like I just love movies that can do that well. So yeah. the metaphor with falling in love with hip hop, and as as Kevin said with the cameos earlier, right. she started, you know, basically she's working on a book and she's asking all of these legends, when did you fall in love with hip hop? Right. As I don't even know if she's realizing that she is making this story about him. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I know it's structured that way. It's supposed to be like that. It could have been her book to him, but she's supposed to be making a book to hip hop. Right. You know what I like too? The beginning of it. Um, like you, you mentioned parallels. I think I could have I could be wrong. I think the way the beginning is set up, you're essentially seeing the beginning of hip hop. Like the beginning of hip hop. Like you literally see these guys uh, breakdancing and break ciphering and shit. You it's see, beautiful. you see, you see Slick Rick old as hell in you his thirties. Dougie 40s. Fresh, all them old ass niggas They're supposed, supposed to be look like 20. it's the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so, but I love that. Like you have the the, have the fictional, but then you have like mixed with the the you know the true story. And right. that, that's that's very I love that. 
Yeah, so I guess her book is supposed to be titled I Used to Love Him or something like that. It's supposed to be modeled after I Used to Love Her by Common. So I think that that's also important to note in there. And it's good to note that the first time she fell in love with hip hop was the first day she met Dre. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a good metaphor. I, I wish she could have put the book out. I mm -hmm. wish the book was actually real so I could have had it. Moving on with the story. Right. <laughs> it's a beautiful story about just falling in love with hip-hop and just using that metaphor, man. Like I said earlier, the movie just catch catches the essence of New York City. Um, and it's so cool. Like You just see like them walking out of the brownstones, going up to the ciphers and shit like that, and them going on to their adulthood. And you seeing that now, like I said, them in their prospective careers doing dope shit. It's good to see black people just doing well too. Like yeah, they didn't, not, they no, weren't struggling by no. any means. That's the same thing we were saying with Love Jones. I mm -hmm. kind of put them on the same kind of on the same realm. You the artistic individuals, they're not struggling. They can, everybody could be doing better because they're, they're not struggling. They're not broke. They might not be doing what they want to do, but they're not right. struggling either. So I, right. I think it's pretty dope. Right, so, so yeah. I was telling y'all, Sid is an editor, editor over at Double XL Magazine, famous magazine. Y'all know what the shit Real is. Real life shit. Yeah, Dre is over at some fake make believe shit. I He's an executive Millennium. over at Millennium Records. Right, Millennium Records is interesting, man. You know, you have your certain hip hop labels that believe in certain styles of music, and then you have certain labels that believe in doing the commercial shit. Millennium is a commercial record label. Right, he's working for him though. You right. Gotta get your bread. Gotta he do what you gotta do. He says that straight up. I, I, I like that. He said, "Man, fuck up." The guy, the character played by Wendell Pierce, he says, "Fuck it. I'm here to make money. You can do that shit somewhere else, <laughs> but we making money, and that's we gonna sign these two white boys dressed like Dalmatians." Right. I ain't never, was it two white nose, one white, one black? We mm -hmm. gonna sign these niggas because they gonna make money. Right. <laughs> so I think it's important to note. I love the way Sanaa just keeps the, the, the tradition of, of, of hip-hop going because she started to say, have you ever seen when hip-hop grows old or matures? And that's when you see him at his big age and shit like that. So it's cool you see that. However, you know what I'm saying? You know, you had that best friend that you think you're going to be with eventually. <laughs> the niggas don't ever be knowing when y'all be feeling like that. So you know what I done did? I done went and got me a little Reese cup. I'm about to get engaged. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry. And you know, and this goes again. I, if y'all know me, people out there, y'all know me. I'm not real big on platonic friends. I'm not saying you can't. But watching this movie, I was like, see, this is the reason why. It's a lot of shit that was with you. There's no way, Sanaa, you're not Sid. Whatever you want to go by in this instance. You're not my best friend calling me baby. Yeah, that yeah. shit, this is, it's not happening. And right. there is no girlfriend that you're going to have that's going to be okay with your best friend. Hey, baby. Right. No. This movie, this movie really moved a lot. Like, I don't give a fuck how much you like. And I love the movie. I don't care how much you felt for me. I'm not getting married and then going to say all of a sudden, no. Like, had this played out in real life, she would, I don't want to run, I don't want to go past. But yeah. <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, let's just get back. So moving on with the story, man. Dre and Sid, they find themselves in a little predicament. Because, you know, at the end of the day, they, they got feelings for each other. So I think one day he pulls up over to the crib and he's having cold feet. I don't know if I want to do this, Sid. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Have you ever had feelings for... You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they end up 
kissing and some shit like that. Was it? Hold on. Was it cold feet from the marriage, or was it he was he was talking about quitting the job? Was he quit the job? You remember? He quit the job. He had already got married. Oh. He quit the job. Remember? He quit. He was quitting the job at Millennium because he was tired of you know he was feeling like he was settling out. Damn, that nigga's marriage just. The marriage that he was just about to embark on just that move, didn't it, matter. That moved quick. No, <laughs> it just did not matter. <laughs> but see, and that's and that's another thing I noticed when I was watching the movie. I was like, okay, now I see like the 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 struggle that this brother because he struggled because he was a producer. Mm-hmm. He had he was loving the music. He just got married then, but he didn't want to kind of want to work at the uh, the the place anymore because yeah. they was just bullshitting. So you know, he came to his wife and was like. You know, I don't want to do this more. I quit. And then she was like, what? I'm your wife. You got to tell me this type of shit. And I was like, damn, that does go with being married. But that that's pretty much what happened. I don't think it was cold feet. I think it was he was, he quit. Yeah, he, he he had enough. At this point, I didn't watch these. Listen, I'm in the studio. I'm thinking we about to make a hit. Y'all asked me to sign these niggas. They supposed to be the top, top tier heavy hitters. They come in and they want to do a remake of the infamous The Girl Is Mine. They call it. The hoe is, is mine. You gotta Damn, get that bitch. <laughs> I got. I gotta have that plan. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have it. That's so. That's that was, top tier, right those there. Those characters were so over the top. Ren and Ten Hip Hop Dalmatians. Like, this is wild. How over the top this is. This is actually. If anything took me out of the movie, it was those two characters. But I, I guess that was the way it was supposed to be. I guess. I guess it had to be something over dramatic. Overly over the top for him to step out, step away and say, "All right, you know this is, this fuck shit. I gotta go." So he's out of there, man. I'm, I want to make real hip hop. Y'all mm-hmm. niggas trying to make this bubblegum pop shit. Okay, cool. I'm out. So at this point, and I'm I'm starting to notice. I'm watching a lot of movies now about niggas quitting. Be quiet. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So we're gonna make it to the other side. Um, yeah. So this nigga is like, fuck it, man. I'm gonna start my own label. Mm-hmm. But he decides to confide in his best friend first, and not his girl. Mm-hmm. What does best friend do? Best friend got best friend back. Best friend say, I got you. With a huge charitable donation, I don't even know how much money was on it, but it was enough to start a fucking label with an artist. Not only that, but let me let let me tell you, let me tell you what kicked it off. Studio time, right? Let me tell you what kicked it off, though. It had it been the money, it'd probably been cool. Mm-hmm. But what kicked it off was the bridal shower, I think it was. Oh God! Before they even got married, right? It was like a, I guess that's what it was. And she a bridal knew everything shower. about him. She was, uh, which I guess you should, but she was answering all the questions, and I think that's what kind of tipped Nicole Ari off. At a point like that, you gotta, you gotta step back. Bro. You can't step be back, answering bro. every question. See, but see, niggas sh- know that. I don't, I don't think women know that. They, they be the ones telling us to read the goddamn room all the time, and they don't do that. <laughs> and so yeah, like, 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 like you said, he steps away from the job, and he's getting ready to start his own record company. Mm-hmm. Previous to that. Who we didn't mention was he's been trying to sign a rapper by the name of Cavi Cav to Millennium to Millennium Records. Previous Cavi Cav played by Most Def. Cavi mm-hmm. Cav is like, nah, I know who you work for. I'm not really down with it. And you know he's like, nah, we're trying to do something different. So when he leaves, Eric he kind of pulls back up on him like, hey man, I'm not doing that shit no more. Let's go. And yeah. He's like, fuck it, let's go, let's do the thing. Since you seem like happen now at this right. point, <laughs> you seem like you know what you're doing now. Let's go. So my boy Dre, Dre is trying to figure his life out. He's trying to get his shit right with the label. He's married, you know what I'm saying? Of course, of course, Sid, Sid, she's a beautiful woman, you know what I'm saying? She got to get her a little piece too. 
Insert, what is his name? Kelby? Uh, yeah, that's his name. But Kelby. I know Boris Kojo. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying yeah. Boris Kojo. When you look that good, your name is Boris Kojo. <laughs> I, I love when they do that. I love when they like cast a wife and then the husband. and then Because you get to see that real-time chemistry, even though they don't play together. Were they, that were one they scene. Soul Food too? Yeah. They were? That's dope, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah that, that was dope. And that, that one scene that you do see them where they interact with each other, you just feel... It feels good. But right, yeah, right, right. See, it definitely starts dating Kelby. He's supposed to be a basketball player for the Knicks or New Jersey Nets. One of those teams. I forgot. They both suck. Who gives a shit? All right. So... <laughs> Fictional. Uh, they might be good in the movie. Yeah. The movie might be movie. He may, might be good. So he plays he plays for them. He's dating Sid. You mm-hmm. know, of course, they just dating. And of course, Dre don't like that because you, you, you as a nigga you want to have your cake and eat it too meaning you want your best friend that you want to to, to, to be lonely you know what wait, I'm saying wait. hold on wait 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 you want you, you think he wanted you? you think he wanted her more than she wanted him I think they both wanted each other but they just I, I, I didn't know. see I him want her just, to the very they, end they, I think they do what a lot of best friends that have that it factor do in that Y'all know y'all could be together, but y'all just don't. I saw her wanting him from the very beginning. I didn't see him wanting her to the middle, to the shit hit the fan. Oh, I, that's just me personally. I don't think they was equally yoked. But to see, the they they all they talked about their college stories back in the day of how they tried to date and shit like oh, that. He, so he, it, it he tried, before. but he, okay, so he did try, and then he got turned down. And then all of a sudden I moved. See, this is why I don't like. This is what I don't like about <laughs> he said, women. This is why the movie movies. No, 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 no. This is this is what I don't like about women. I tried you. You turned me down. I move on with my life. Now all of a sudden you want to go back and try the shit again. This shit's all cute at the end, but I'm saying this shit doesn't. You got other people affected around you now. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck <laughs> that. No, I'm not with that shit, bro. I love this movie. But in real life, I'm not with that shit, bro. This shit funny as hell. By no means, bro. And so, then, <laughs> so of course Reese is 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 jealous at this point. She not fucking with Sid because you just know too much about my nigga. You you he confides in you in a way that he confide in me. He tell you all the tea before he even talk to me. He don't even be wanting to talk to me. He be scared to talk to me. And he come running to talk to your ass. And she tried to open. She tried to welcome Shorty with open arms. The first right. scene they just. Talking and shit. Again, this goes back to platonic friends for me. <laughs> I'm looking at her end. And there's nothing wrong with this chick. There's nothing wrong with Nicole Ivory Parker. She's probably the perfect wife. She has a job. I think she works in the music industry too. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, has she been like a nagging bitch or something like that? I've been like, I don't okay. know. I don't know. When he, when she he, was a nagging. When he wanted to chase after his dreams, he she's, got a little no, pushback. She still was not nagging, shit, bro. She's, 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 she was level-headed even at that point. <laughs> she was still level-headed, bro. So at this point, you know what I'm saying? Niggas got to one-up niggas, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Kelby decides that it's time to propose to Sid, which is a little it's a little Same odd. quick as hell. It, it did. It kind of seemed like he just threw it all over the place. Even it seemed even faster for her to just be like, yeah, let's do it. I'm just like, okay. So mm-hmm. I love the scene that her, the drunk scene, it was funny just watching everybody in it. I didn't, it wasn't until I got older that I realized, oh, all of these people were acting like they were really drunk in this scene. Like, it just makes more sense then. Mm-hmm. It's perfect to see, like, the chemistry and just see how, like, nah, nigga, like, you want me to be with you, but you don't want me. You know what I'm saying? Right. You so, know what else I like? They had dope chemistry in the movie. The, the champagne flutes. 
No, but I'm saying like oh. they. No, I'm saying I, I thought most death and Queen Latifah was pretty cool. They didn't she share a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't catch what that was. But you yeah, know, I the think thing about them champagne foods. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. There's, there's like I, I thought they were. They didn't share a lot of screen time, but. You could tell like they known each other for years previous to that, and they and were then really they dope. just wanted to give you that little awkward taste of how a lot of relationships start. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are awkward like that. It kind of reminded me of um, Boomerang, uh, David Allen Greer's character and Holly Berry's character. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of kind of that awkward shit. But right, I mean, you know what I'm saying. That, that Dave was pretty dope in that Queen Latifah thing. You know, Queen Latifah. She didn't have much to do here, but she was the best friend. Then she was pretty cool. Queen was always great. Listen, man, Reese gets caught in a pickle. My nigga gets a call late in the midnight hour. Hey, yo, your girl, I see you at a spot. <laughs> this nigga call up, see Hey, we got to go and see about this infamous scene again. <laughs> just the right amount of petty, ain't it? I the just right absolutely... amount of petty this when is... you kiss the chick right before your fucking wedding. But again... you mad because she cheating, nigga. Hey, listen. It's a movie. <laughs> it, uh, but then I just thought about it. Like, I didn't think about it till you just said it. Dog, you just kissed your best friend like two days ago. It's like, a meeting. I was like, you, you really. It's a movie. <laughs> you really. I'm like, you really tripping right now. Listen, man. Like, you really probably should just let that shit slide, slide to be honest. So you I don't get know. the infamous scene of we're celebrating my divorce. She's like, ah. Talk to so good. Man. I love that. She's like, ah, yeah, but that's my wife. I was like, that's so perfect. Like, that's, I love that. That was great. Top tier line. So it's kind of interesting as they fall off. But it, they did it so. She did. They did it so gracefully. She did it so gracefully. Like I love so, the little the little pool meeting that they had at the end when they was finally calling it quits. I, it was classy. It was yeah, not petty. She it knew. Was just like she figured it this out. This is it. Like sometimes, and that we don't speak about leaving on leaving amicably. Well, everybody was moving pretty fast in this movie. I mean, it was mentioned. <laughs> it was mentioned. It wasn't even just moving. Like they said, you you only known her for like. Two days, like what mm-hmm. is? Every, but then she says that to that man, and then goes get married to a nigga she just met too. Right. So everybody's just bullshit at this. Who point. Who gives a fuck? Right at this point, <laughs> we ain't got but we ain't got but an hour to get this shit out of the way. So come on, let's. Actually, go. shit, we probably got like ten minutes left because at this time, shit, they done rushed the shit up now. <laughs> right. So everybody like, said they called off her engagement. She said, "Oh, you don't even know what the fuck. You don't even know what the details of the wedding are. So now I don't even want you no more because you don't notice the small details. I notice you just so don't notice shit. I don't." want you no more and that's you bull- ain't you ain't hip-hop and that's so bullshit really to be <laughs> you honest basketball that's so, bu- that's so bullshit that's that's actually worse than him i don't know the details of the wedding i don't know <laughs> hip-hop and so that's what turns you off like that. hey boris kojo was not hip-hop he was when did you fall in love with sports my nigga that's fine she didn't <laughs> But he didn't. He she didn't, fell in love with hip hop. He didn't cast her to the side because she didn't know about basketball. I, she's bullshit. I think. I think she's the character that I, I least related to the most in this movie. Oh wow! I mean, because of that. I mean, because of yeah. what you just said. Like, really, yeah. what you said. You decided you want to make a move on this nigga. He's married now. It was just he. She was just such like I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't a bad guy in the movie. She just was like. She's just I couldn't I couldn't relate. She was a woman. Yeah. Like I could not relate. Like I was yeah. like, okay. So I think now to damn conclude this shit. I think it's so beautiful to see how like everything how everything comes to fruition. Like 
fucking Dre has been at the he's been at the label weekly trying to get Cavi's single played so that uh, Brown Sugar Records can take off. Like this is the pivotal move. And on the other side, Sid has been working on this book mm-hmm. effortlessly, tirelessly. And now it's good to conclude and see that literally her book is out. Mm-hmm. And now she's doing an interview with Angie Martinez to promote the book. Right. And shit, Dre just got word that, hey, y'all single is going to premiere today as well. It's beautiful that Sid is on the radio and she's talking about the book and basically, you know, talking about how it came to be. Dre got to do some Dre shit, you know what I'm saying? How how easy it? Your sister do it a lot. How easy is it to call into the radio and them pick up? I've never I've never called to the radio and a motherfucker pick up. Like I don't know how between her and my aunt they always win shit. Always call, call to the radio. They do. This, this is great. <laughs> this is again. It's great. I but he called. Yeah. And he got an instant pickup. They picked up the phone. Got straight to Angie's voice. Damn, they ain't even go through the operator. None of that shit. Straight through the press. Okay, I I never worked at a radio station before, but it I ain't don't never think that's been that easy to talk to Angie I don't think Martinez. That's how it worked. No. Shout out Angie Martinez as well, mm-hmm. but man, she's talking about this book. He calls up. He says, "Nah, when did you fall in love with hip hop?" She says, ah, "It was back in the." He said, "Nah, nigga, when did you fall in love with me?" She said, "Trey." I've loved you. Fin- I said, all right. Yep. Here you go. Nah, I call here so much go. bullshit, bro. Here you go. And then I, I love how like, at the same time, simultaneously, like that, he was walking up to the damn, he was walking into the studio mm-hmm. to talk to her face to face where he was like, you know what I'm saying, man? I've loved you from the first day I saw you too. When we first fell in love with hip hop, it's when we fell in love with each other. <laughs> man, I... I absolutely love that movie, but just it's watching it. Clue. It's a beautiful little conclusion. Their struggle is two different struggles, man. The what struggle, it's so, it's so different. Like, his struggle is like, I'm, 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 it's a work struggle. He, his, his is a work struggle. And her struggle is a love struggle. And it's I need like, a man. It's like, <laughs> I need a life partner. You're really making this man's life harder than it got to be until the very end. Like, you're... Come on, man. Like, you really fucking up. Leave it to him to, to, to tell us the blasting. <laughs> I, I love this. Absolutely love this movie. It's, so, it's such an Listen, easy watch, bro. It's, it's interesting doing blasting because I look at the movies differently. A lot of times, I be laughing my ass off at these movies. And I used to be like, man, this is the most serious body of work I've ever seen. No, nigga, it's not. Break that shit down for me. I'm real, just looking real. at it as a nigga. Like, if I was in this nigga's, like... I'm literally getting married. I'm literally struggling at work, and here you come. And listen, I think it's also something to be said that we are of age that they were portraying in these movies. Now these right. movies hit That's different crazy. when niggas talk about leaving jobs to pursue their fucking dreams. Mm. All of this shit hit different. I right. wish I wasn't seeing so much of this shit, but right. maybe it's a sign. Right, 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 man. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm talking mad shit about the characters, but this has this that just has nothing to do with my opinion of the movie. We yeah. love the movie. But I'm talking about the characters Classic. itself. Yeah, Classic. we love the movie. But yeah. great music. I don't know. We talked about the music Let's just yet. We get into it. it. I absolutely love how the music is just <coughs> strategically placed perfectly. I'm mm-hmm. talking about tracks. and um common. Um, what's the name? The common song. Uh, love of my life. Not even. No, no. I'm talking about in the actual movie itself. Uh, met this girl when I was. 
10, 3 years oh, old. Yeah, what yeah, the fuck yeah, is yeah. it? I love that song. Um, I was listening to it on the way in the car. I used to love her. I used to love her perfectly. It it, it narrates the song perfect. Um, mm-hmm. It literally seems like the movie was written it based, was based on, on that. It was. Um, I, I, I seen a Common interview. Uh, Shouts out to Common. He did an All the Smoke interview. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, Brown Sugar was pretty much. He was talking about the whole time he was dating Eric Badu and all of that shit and how basically they. It, it was off. He should have been. Well, he was. probably went in the acting game like, at that point. But he should have been more into that. He said that. right after that, Smoking Aces had came. Right. So he he was moving. It, it was written in stone. Right, 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 right. It was written in stone, but, but yeah. honestly, for me, I love the songs that are in that are in the soundtrack. But soundtrack I'm such I'm, I'm a score person for this movie. Certain movies, it's like you can just tell when they've gotten Robert Glasper or somebody like him to do the score. Because <laughs> it's hard to have a movie about hip hop and not and not throw and it's not hip hop like. The shit that was out at that time, so it's not mm-hmm. like it's not Ti. What was else out there? Not Yin Yang Twins, whatever that was at that time. You gotta dig in the crates to find the soundtrack was, for this movie. It was hip hop. It wasn't rap. Mm-hmm. It was hip hop. And feel that way. I forgot the name of the song. That's one of my favorites. Make you feel that way. Do do do. It's a, make you feel that way. Who, who's the artist? I forget his name. Listen, when you hear the song, you'll know it. School. So this soundtrack. I mean, this is this is probably two thousand. This is probably nine. Mm. You when you hear the song, you'll know the song. It's mm. a very dope song. Very positive. Very whole bunch of good music man it just it just flows and makes you feel good when you hear it my favorite song is the hoe is mine the hoe is mine you gotta get the goofy shit in the guy the goofy shit that, that's his favorite the, the not real shit you but, gotta get that bitch and then i think it's so sad that that the soundtrack is not available in this entirety on like apple and stuff like that streaming services get get hey, these people well i don't think it's just it's probably you know more of it about me than, than I do, but I don't really don't think it's a streaming service to be honest. I think it's the the people who own these this, these songs and these albums and stuff like Cause that. Because a lot of these uh, shit, a lot of these fucking soundtracks come from old ass labels. Some of them don't exist. It's, right. it's a lot of politics that go into that shit. The I artists definitely don't up. own the music that they made for the soundtracks. Def they Jam drop all Def Jam drop all that shit. Because mm-hmm. I've it's a whole bunch of Def Jam soundtracks out right now. But yeah, man, Brown Sugar, I love this movie, man. The song Brown Sugar by uh, Most Def and who was uh, Biggie's wife, Biggie's uh, ex-wife, uh, what's her name, singing. You know Biggie's wife, what's her name? Faith? Uh, Faith Evans, she's the one singing on the chorus. Love that That's song. That's a dope man. song. Uh, love My Life, uh, Old to Hip Hop, uh, not Lauryn Hill, um, Common and... What's the song that intros? I played it on What's In My Bag. Make some noise if you with me. It's like that, y'all, and it sounds so nice. Hip hop, beautiful, love of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About to go to the top, yeah. Man, listen, oh my God, good music. I still don't know. I can't believe you don't feel that way. That's the dope song. Oh my God, that's dope. Listen, man, I think I'm done. I'm trying to find a music. I'm trying to find some music to end the podcast. Play feel that way. Let me see. Who is it by? I really don't know. Don't know. This what feel that way, man. I'm telling you, you'll figure it out. Feel, feel that, that way. way. Yeah. That's dope. You you fuck with it. Put feel that way. Uh put Black feel that delicious? way, bro. That's it. Play it, play it, play it. That's it. That's it. Alright. You know this song, bro. That's it. Oh, this song. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Yeah. Listen, man. That's a classic. Let's exit this shit. I love this song, <laughs> man. Let's go ahead and get on out of here. It's another installment of Blastic. Me, your host Louis B. Your boy K Rod. And we are out of here. I am ready to go. Mm.
the hope of a brand new day. See a homie you ain't seen since back in the day. Fresh haircut fitted with a fat ass fade. Into work we chillin' on a Saturday. How you felt when you first heard the daddy came? Rock MKRS, hey, I had that day. Coolin' out with old girl on a fat ass day. Find a hundred dollar bill, wow man, that's great. Get promoted at your job up to management. Plot a long time, finally your plan is made. It's time I feel I wanna shout, man, it's real that way. Wanna think of things that make you feel that way. Make you feel that way.